promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. If anyone sees a fellow believer committing a sin that doesn't lead to death, he should ask and God will give life to him. To those who commit sin that doesn't lead to death, there is sin that leads to death. And I'm not saying you should pray about that. All unrighteousness is sin. And there is sin that doesn't lead to death. This is our text for uh, this coming Sunday, as far as our epistle text that we are going to be reading from. And it's 1 John chapter 5, basically right at the tail end of this letter uh, by John to uh, his brothers and sisters, uh, basically in the area of Ephesus, around Ephesus. Um, but it's this, this beautiful place that tries to help us to understand the will of God and understand how our prayers are supposed to be associated with the will of God and specifically what the will of God has to do with your life uh, and your death, uh, for that matter. Uh, and I actually skipped a verse that I should have included. I, I have written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. That's verse 13. And then I read verses 14 through, through 17. And the problem is for us is that we spend, as Christians, we spend the majority of our lives trying to figure out, well, what is the will of God for my life? And we sit there and we toil and we, we despair and we weep over, well, is this job God's will? Is this, is this woman or this dude God's will that I'm supposed to marry? Is this move God's will that I'm supposed to do? Is, is this thing God's will or is that thing? And it doesn't help here that, that John writes, uh, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. That causes a problem because we can get into a place that many Christians get forced into and many churches end up teaching about this, this, this name it and claim it thing or, or the fact that, uh, well, God has to do what we ask, right? But that's not what John is writing here. First, he says that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us according to his will, what his will is. And, and we learned earlier this week, right? That God's will is actually tied to our faith. God's will is not necessarily about what t-shirt I should be wearing in the morning. His, his will is not uh, whether or, or not I should take uh, uh, a, a soda for lunch. That's not the concern that we're supposed to have. The will of God is declared to us, especially as we pray in this petition, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, the, the one that we're focusing on this week. God's will is attached to his redemption, again, in us. That, that his will is for us to hallow his name, to call on him in every time of need, and to trust that we are his and he is ours, regardless of what happens in our life. 
that when we pray, thy will be done, when we pray according to his will, we are begging and we are asking of him to keep us steadfast in him, steadfast in faith, even when we feel like the things that we are praying for are not taking place. Because if you notice, as he's talking about this, as he says, if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him based on his will. And what his will is for us is that we might have life in him. Because then he goes on to talk about, if anyone sees a fellow believer committing a sin that doesn't lead to death, he should ask and God will give life to him. That that is part of God's will. God, understanding God's will is knowing that we have life in him. And so anytime we are faced with this question, well, am I following God's will or not? God's will for you is that you trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of all your sins and for the redemption of your body and for the resurrection of the dead. That, that is God's will for you, that you trust in him above all things. And, and so here it's dealing with this issue of sin in one's life. Sin that it says here that, that doesn't lead to death. Sin that oftentimes we can think of, well, if we're not following God's will, we're sinning. If we're not, if we're not going down this particular way, we're sinning or whatnot. And, and yes, that's, that's probably the case. But, but here it's talking about sin that leads to ultimate death, ultimate removal from God. And here we're being told to pray for one another that we might find life in him that we might not allow these sins to take us away from Christ, to take us away from the Jesus that is ours, the Jesus that has redeemed us, that has saved us. He does then go on to say, there is sin that leads to death. And I'm not saying he should pray about that. It's sort of this, this, this issue of saying, well, yes, there, there is a sin that leads to death. And that, that sin is basically giving God the proverbial finger and saying, I don't want you. I don't need you. But I don't think he's saying that we're not supposed to pray for those people either. I think what he's saying is that our prayers should be around how we are able to grow in our trust in God and our love for him. Because the more we do that, then it's going to translate into our love and our for, for one another, our compassion for one another, a life of mercy, a life of one centered on God that causes us to realize that that, that we are the least of these, that, that we are the, the greatest of all sinners, <laughs> whatever terms you want to use. And so we don't start looking at one another as, well, I've got everything together and you don't. You better get right with God kind of a thing. Instead, we start seeing ourselves having to come before God and asking continually every single day, God, keep me steadfast in your word. Keep me steadfast in faith forever that I might be yours and you might be mine that I might remember that you've made a decision about me, of who I am in you, and that you might cause me to remember that all the days of my life. So that when it comes to all the other questions around God's will, jobs and spouses and houses and moves and cars and t-shirts and sandwiches and whatever else we think that, that fits into God's will, the real question is, is, where does it fit into our faith? Where does it fit into our trust in God alone? And that should be our concern. It should be our concern always because as we start to lose our trust, lose our, our ability, our desire to trust in him alone, then we start placing our trust in so many other things. And those things then take us away 
from our Jesus. Take us away from our Christ who died to redeem us from all our worries, from all our despair, and to bring us to him and keep us in him forever. Let us pray. O God, whose will is done without our prayer, we pray that it may be done also by us and in us. To this end, frustrate and bring to naught every evil counsel and purpose, such as the will of the devil, the world, and our own flesh, which would hinder the hallowing of thy name and prevent the coming of thy kingdom. Strengthen and keep us steadfast in thy word and in faith even unto the end, that this thy good and gracious will be done. Amen. While church, go in peace, serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow as our Gospel Friday.